Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome back to episode 77 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by The Hub Chicago, and this is our first podcast ever without having the intro music. I'm sure as you guys have kind of alluded to, or you know, obviously heard by now, but... Um, alluded to. Alluded to. If you haven't a- figured out, you've been living under a rock. Um, yeah, I mean, just kind of, the world is in not so great place right now the world i say the united states yeah it's uh it's definitely a a different time right now and um i know you i know we are uh two white men talking about this topic so maybe what we have to say isn't super important but i think the fact that you know we have a platform it's important for us to to say something about the racial injustice and stuff that's going on in the world um yeah this was this was totally spearheaded by travis um, so I'll kind of let him kind of take uh, take the forefront of, of the conversation and roll with it. Yeah, so obviously we are a sports podcast. We usually try to stay away from anything political, anything controversial. But we, I felt like this was kind of something that, you know, at least needed to be acknowledged while we haven't really haven't really posted anything on social media about it, you know, since this whole thing happened we figured that now would be a good time. We're like, Hey, let's wait. Let's release an episode later this week after, you know, everything has not necessarily calmed down, but to where it's okay to start posting your own stuff again. So we're going to talk about, you know, everything going on and, you know, we're not going to, we don't have a side to take. We're not saying everything, anything's wrong. Anything's, you know, right. Obviously there's a little bit of both going on on both sides. Um, you know, what, what happened, I think we can both agree what happened. The George Floyd incident was wrong. You know, police brutality is a thing, but just started off by saying not all cops are bad cops. Yep. Not all people are good people. Like everyone there's, there's each side of each story. I, I mean, and that, that's kind of what I wanted to say. Like, I don't, this isn't a, an, an anti-cop, an anti-police thing. It's not a, a, a us taking either side here. Um, and, you know, because Travis and I have family, have friends who are police officers and, and in that line of work, military. Um, and they're, you know, the, the people that I know who are police officers would never have done what happened to George Floyd. I, I'm, I can fully back that because they are the good cops. Um, and, you know, the one thing that I saw though, that I thought was kind of interesting and I'm kind of going off what I had written down, but maybe maybe that's good. Um, is Chris rock said something, um, a few years ago, he said, you know, we, we always say like, we have a few bad apples and, and you know, the few bad apples that we have in the police force don't represent the entire police force, but we can't really say that about, about an industry like pilots. Like we can't just say like, Hey, we have a few bad apples in airline pilots because you know, some of them crash, but, the rest of them land. Like that's not something that's acceptable. Every fuck, every pilot is expected to land the plane and be good at their job. 
So why aren't cops held up to that standard? And that's, that's my big issue. I agree. I think something definitely needs to be done about the situation, which honestly, I don't know how it hasn't already. You know, we see stories about all these police officers that have all these negative comments and feedback about them. The one I sent you earlier, that guy in Fort Lauderdale had 79 complaints against him or like open case, open complaints against him in three years. Like that, that's not okay. It was 79 open, like disputes internally between the police force within three and a half years. And I actually did the math earlier. That's one every 16 days. That's so twice a month. This man is not doing his job, you know, doing a poor job. And I don't know how nothing's been done about it. Something obviously needs to, I think we can all agree while, you know, you can make the argument, stop breaking the law at the same time, you know, you can't just go out and, and kill the guy just because he could have been doing something wrong or was, I mean, just he was, arrest. he, he legitimately yeah. wrote a bad check is what it was. It was, a, it was a counterfeit bill, counterfeit bill. And I saw a tweet. It's, it was a white guy that said, you know, I accidentally used a counterfeit bill a few years ago. And, you know, it's a funny story that I tell at parties, but this happened to George Floyd and he got killed. Like that's, the definition yeah, of, I mean, of, of white the, privilege. The situation kind of, you know, arose to be a little bit intense. Like I saw, I don't know, if, for those of you who had, didn't really do much research or haven't really looked into it a whole lot, they do have cameras from on the street angle. And when they went to go put him in the cop car, he said he was claustrophobic. They got him in. He freaked out. He got out. So he did, yes, he did resist arrest. Did he deserve to be thrown down to the ground? Honestly, maybe just to calm him down. But the knee to the neck for eight minutes, killing the man, way too excessive. Absolutely brutality. But I just don't understand like how nobody stopped him from doing so. That's what my thing. Like he had four colleagues with him, and like that. That was one of the points I wrote down. Like I don't. This isn't a white versus black thing. Right? It's not a white people versus a black people thing because if you look at it, the cop who was just standing there in, in front of the camera, he was Asian. So, yeah. I mean, like this extends far, farther, way, way past white versus black. I mean, this is just, uh, I believe a, a police brutality issue. Like, yes, is there racism in America? Is there institutional racism? Yes. But the big, I feel like if we solve the br- police brutality issue, that's going to be a big thing. And like, what I wanted to do is I wanted to research like, Hey, how can we stop this? You know, like what can you and I do? as white men in what in, 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 in our race as a Caucasian to kind of prevent, prevent this from happening. And what I found was this organization called the National Police Account- Accountability Project. Basically what they do, it's, it's, a, it's a group of lawyers who fight police injustice and want to help hold police accountable. So if you want to check them out, they're at nlg-npap.org. You can donate to them. Um, I'll probably make a I'll probably make a small donation, whatever I can afford to do, um, because you know police should be held accountable for their actions. And you know if this wasn't caught on video, they definitely would not have. And that's a very very sad fact. At the same time, though, when you think about it, I don't think that there's going to ever be a time in the world where racism and equality is brought to where it's supposed to be like you'll no. i mean as it is to say racism will always be a thing 
police brutality, honestly, like I don't think that there's a way of changing it. There's nothing you can do. You don't know how, when you hire someone, they could have a clean background That's and then get, have this huge power stunt and go out and kill somebody. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no racism tests. That's, I mean, like, there's it's just something that will always be there. Saz is to say, which leads me into the whole blackout Tuesday movement and everything that was going on. Um, Dave nailed it on the head. Dave nailed it on the head. And I'm not, I'm not bashing anyone who did post the black thing, the black picture. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I'm not making fun of you. I'm not saying that you're wrong. But I'm just saying, like, in all aspects of it, what really is that going to solve? Like, you're not really bringing awareness to the situation because everyone already knows about it. I believe. Can, can I feel I, like can at I, that point, just one second. I feel yeah. like at that point, all you're doing is saying, "Hey, uh, I'm just covering my ass so I don't look racist." Exactly. That's exactly like that's like it was a way, an easy way for white people to be like, "Hey, I'm with you." Which there's ways that you don't. I'm like I think social media is very powerful, but I don't think it's necessary to air out your grievances on social media. There's other ways you can you can impact this. Like I said research organizations donate to them volunteer your time to them that you know kind of fight this issue but i'm with travis and saying like you know i, I don't oh, have to let everyone else know yep, that, that i'm not I, racist how yep. i feel like if i really want to do a good deed i'll go out and i'll donate to one of these causes i'll do something about it posting a black picture on instagram isn't really going to do anything because and i'm not i'm not saying this for facts but i'm pretty sure that probably 80 to 90 percent of those people outside of the black picture didn't do anything to yep. to, to change anything now the, the people that that posted that that blackout tuesday and then on their stories posted like hey here's what you can do to help yes that is that is helping out like reposting you know other resources and stuff like that um it's like i said very 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 few people um that i saw did that so that is our stance as to why I, I did not post anything from the podcast account. We're just coming out with this episode to talk about it in our yeah uh, kind of our own idea own to bring awareness to the situation. Yeah. So one thing I definitely wanted to, to say, like um, I think you, you guys got to, people got to quit watching the news outlets on this stuff. Whether I don't care. This is not a political issue. We This should not be an issue where it's conservatives versus liberals or whatever you, whatever you believe in. Like, you know, I'm going to be straight up honest with everybody, and I, I may lose friends, followers, whatever. This I voted for Donald Trump. Um, I I identify as a conservative, but that doesn't mean that I am racist. So painting everyone with such a broad stroke of a brush, I feel like is is part of the issue. Um, like, I mean, there, is, you shouldn't have to be you shouldn't have to be a Democrat to to not be racist. Like, and nobody should be racist. So all Democrats or all Republicans aren't racist. All Republicans, you know, should be on the same side here. And, and knowing the fact that this is wrong, we need to do things to change it. I think that the main thing that people are getting wrong here is that everyone's mad at how the people are going about it rather than the whole situation. Yeah. I mean, I I just, no one's, no one's saying, Oh man, like police brutality and racism aren't a thing. I think the, most people get mad at the fact that they're destroying cities. They're killing other people. 
they're blocking intersections and highways when, you know, obviously you need those sorts of things, which kind of, that's the main thing that makes me angry with the whole situation is go ahead, protest, do everything you want peacefully. When you start blocking highways, smashing businesses, burning buildings down is when it gets kind of a little bit out of hand for me. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I was going to say. I was, you know, one of my points I wrote down is like, there's bad people, like you are said, there's bad people on both sides. Like there are people who are, you know, people of color and they are, uh, you know, acting like they're with the black lives matter movement when they're just out there to loot businesses. The one thing that made me super sad, man, was whenever I saw that the former police chief um, for the city of St. Louis, 77 year old, um, he was a black man, mind you, the former police chief for St. Louis was shot and killed defending businesses during the riots. And it was broadcast on Facebook live. I mean, just stuff like that. Like, it's just that, like, how, how does that do anything? Like, what are you doing at that point? It becomes less of justice for George Floyd and more of everyone's doing this. I'm bored. I can get free stuff and go destroy things. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, and it, and if you talk to anyone who's like high up in those protests and the Black Lives Matter movement, I guarantee you they're gonna not. I, they don't want those people part of them. But it's just like that. That doesn't make it any better. And I mean, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's disheartening to see that because I do wish that people could protest peacefully and get their minds out and, and incite change. Um, it just sucks that that has to happen. I mean, it, it really does. Like, there's like there. I don't know, man. It just, it, 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 it sucks to hear. It's a, it's a very shitty situation. Um, I mean, me and Jerry, we live in small town, Missouri, south of St. Louis. I mean, there, we had the protest going on uh, in the town that I live in the other day. And like, yep, cool. They just were outside the courthouse doing their thing, whatever, do what you want to do. But when you start burning businesses down, it just gets out of hand because Black people could own those businesses. Yeah. Hispanic people can own those businesses. Uh, not only that, but people that work there could be minorities or shit. And, anybody. And, count, and that, count on that paycheck to put food on the table. Yeah. Like they need that paycheck to pay rent next month. And now you guys just burnt down their, their business so they can't work. And now look what you're doing to them. Like, yeah. What's that doing? More people. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner have been killed in the riots and everything else than what had happened is the reason that you guys are doing this. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying like, it just, it, I, I wish there was a happy medium, but the fact is, is that it won't. And that, that, that was my whole thing with quit watching news outlets, because if you watch CNN, they're obviously gonna, you know, they're going to air everything that's going bad, you know, with what's going on. They're going to tell you how, Bad, poorly the police are treating some of the protesters which no doubt about it there's been some horrible instances oh yeah absolutely fucking nothing getting arrested and then if you watch fox news or a conservative news channel they're going to show you the rioters the looters like everything's going wrong with that because they have an agenda they're trying to push it what we need to do 
in our generation is use social media because that is such a powerful force to get the actual truth out there. Not everyone has an agenda on social media. I've seen some great things. The police chief in Flint, Michigan, who took off, took off all his riot gear. and was like, Hey, tell me what I, he was a white guy. What do I need to do? Like we need to march with him. That march. video. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of them are, you know, going to compromise, not necessarily compromise, but Hey, Hey, what can I do to make you guys happy? Not happy, but like, what what can we do to kind of incite change? Yeah, not necessarily happy, but what are we going to do to make you guys like quit yelling at us and thinking that we're the enemy? Because like we said, not all cops are the enemy. You know, there's a few enemies here and there. Most cops, I mean, are not going to do this and they're out there for the greater good of things. Like we've seen, you've seen heartfelt videos where there are good cops. I feel like that is a majority of them. Yeah. Uh, there's need to be some sort of change on what it is. And really the last, the last thing I had on here, I, I, you know, I want to make sure people quit making this a political argument and, you know, people, I, I hated the Drew Brees thing, like how people bash Drew Brees. That was, that was ridiculous. I mean, he, he's a white guy. And because he said was, wasn't what you agreed with, you guys had to bash him in like, that's, that's what makes this situation so difficult because we like, we're scared to say anything because when we do say something, if we, if it's not hundred percent, what you agree with, then we're going to get bashed for it and be, and be pointed out as racist, which that's not the thing. Like use that as, as a point to start a dialogue, you know, tell us why it's wrong. Tell us how you feel. We can't walk a mile in your shoes. So start a conversation because that's how all of this shit changes. Yeah. I like that you said that because I feel like the people who aren't necessarily a hundred percent on board with you know what everyone's going through you know, like the Drew Breeses and everything like that everyone gets so mad at them and starts bashing them that only makes things worse yep. it's not going to make them agree with you more it's not going to make them you know sympathize with you or try to understand or change their beliefs or viewpoint at all it's just going to be like okay well now you're just pissed at me it's just only going to escalate the situation more kind of like the same thing with the looters and the rioters. Like you think that's really going to make all the racist people in the world change their views. No, they're only going to be more racist. Yeah. It's, it's, it's furthering the divide. We have to, we have like, we have to start conversations because I mean, honestly, like Travis said, we grew up in, we're white. We grew up in a predominantly white household. You know, our parents did pretty good well for ourselves. So we've never really had to face adversity in our lives. So we don't get it. So the best thing you can do for people like ourselves and other people in our community is have a conversation. What do you go through every day? How, how bad does that suck? Like, let us know. I mean, like, because if we're able to have those conversations now, I'm able to explain to my kids when I have kids how it is. And it just, it, 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 it ignites change for further generations. Like we can't really change how people think, how old people think now, but we're able to change the future. And I feel like that's where the change will come. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to come in the future if we're able to have, have, have those open conversations. Yeah. And just going back to the whole Drew Brees thing, like, you know, not everyone's going to agree with kneeling for the national anthem. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of just hard, old, classic, you know, your, your boomer generation is going to hate the fact of that. I mean, it is what it is. I can't say I necessarily like it, like I see where they're coming from, but at the same time, I also see a way that you could maybe, you know, show that you care in a different way rather than kneeling at that particular time. 
I don't know. I feel like there's maybe something else you could do, compromise, do something else other than national anthem because it is important to a lot of people. And while it's not like, oh, you're disrespecting the troops at the same time, you you kind of almost are in a way. Yeah. Like I, I'm not taking a side here. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. But I can see where both sides are coming from. And I think a compromise could be made to where it could make it, hey, we're going to kneel at this point after the national anthem or before it and then maybe make both sides to where they can come together. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, again, it's another thing that furthers the divide. And I won't understand it. Like like I just said, I can't walk a mile in, in any person of color's shoes. Like, because I don't have to walk down the street and worry about wearing a hoodie. I don't have to walk down the street and worry about, you know, going into a gas station at night. Like, and just, and stuff like that, like, I will never understand. And that's why the conversations need to be had to, and ignite the change in our further generation. I saw something that and I'm going to shout him out here. Hopefully he listens to this one. Um, did you see Tyler Curtis's Instagram story today? I don't think I did. He good friend he, of our good friend of technically ours. Yeah. We went to high school with the man. Yeah. Yeah. And he is, he is a person of color. He's an African American who um, went to our high school in a very rural, rural area of Missouri. Um, but he shared something that said, you can't change Basically, the sum of it, well, I can't remember the exact quote of it. He basically said, You can't, as a child, you cannot be held accountable for how you were raised, but as an adult, you can be held accountable for how you think now. So, if you're an adult and were raised in a racist household or whatever, here, here it is right here the exact quote. Yep. You are not responsible for the programming you received in childhood. As an adult, you are 100% responsible for fixing it. Yeah. And I think that's that could sum it up perfectly. Like, I had never really talked about this out loud. Travis and I have never talked about this about one another. And like, we are family. So, and it's an uncomfortable topic, but I think that's okay because when we talk about something that's uncomfortable, it ignites change. Um, and it really I think- is. And I mean, it's something, it's really something that, cause you know, Jared went on his, on kind of an extended weekend getaway this past weekend while all this really escalated. And I was like, man, should we really cover this? I'm not sure. And a friend of ours uh, messaged us and was like, you know, a lot of podcasts are talking about this. Maybe you should consider it. And for a while, we were like, ah, we don't know. And then they were like, don't be worried about offending anyone. It's more about raising awareness and bringing it up, different viewpoints, things like that. So we don't want to make anything controversial. We're not trying to sway you to one either side. We're just trying to really just make sure that everyone is aware of what's going on and maybe ideas, things to do, how to fix it, ways to react, things like that. Yeah. Just if we, if we incite one person to think differently, I think that, I think that that'll be effective. And like we said, like Travis said, we're not this huge podcast. Like we don't have a a gigantic audience, but we are influencers. And I feel like it was our duty to kind of do this. Um, Just to just, just think about it, do some research. And if you want to make a change, just, I know everyone listening to this is, ed- is an educated adult. Use Google, go out there, research organizations that help, you know, in- disenfranchise youth. That's another thing. Drew Brees has done so much for the, for the, the black community in, in New Orleans. Sur- research ways how to, how to donate to disenfranchise youth, the black community, you know, enforcing, you know, laws that hold police accountable. Um, but we're not taking either side. Like black lives do matter. Racism is real. Something needs to change. Um, and it starts by talking about it. Yeah. And I mean, 
Also, just don't let everything you see on social media influence you. Do your own research. Uh, gather an opinion for yourself before you let one video or one tweet or Instagram post change your mind on something. You need to not only listen to this podcast, but you know, do other things you can to realize you know something is worth enough to form your own opinion opinion on something rather than just taking someone else's word. I think that that kind of nails that that puts the nail in the coffin right there. Like educate yourself, think independently, don't be a sheep, be a lion. Famous words of Andrew Williamson. Um oh boy. Yeah. So <laughs> never heard that one. Um <laughs> but yeah anyway we just kind of wanted to bring awareness to that. You know, prayers out to George Floyd's family, anyone who's been affected by police brutality, racism, anything like that. We do support the whole movement. It may not seem like we are huge advocates for it on social media, just because we've already said we kind of want to also sit back, do our part ourselves, and let social media kind of run its course. Yep, I agree. So, if you guys have anything um, at all, you know, our DMs are always open. We're, we're happy to have a conversation. Um, but definitely wanted to touch on that. That being said, Travis, what do you think? Well, let's take a break, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get to some sports talk. Yep, let's, uh, let's take a break, and we'll come back with some NHL and NBA because they are returning to play. Hey, everyone. As you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free. B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. So um, for those of you who haven't heard, the NHL and NBA have both announced return to play. Which Has the NHL announced an actual date, though? So I was reading here. I favorited, I favorited the tweet. They haven't announced a date that play is going to return, but they have announced a date. They announced the plan. So they and they just announced their first like phase two plan, their first phase two date. Literally, like right before we started recording, I, I liked it so I'd come back and read it. Um, so they announced transition into phase two, which is going to begin on Monday, June eighth. So this upcoming Monday, basically, um, the gist of it is is that clubs are going to be able to reopen their training facilities in their home cities, um, and they're allowed. Players are, are allowed to participate in. Um, voluntary individualized training activities both on and off ice um, and in small groups so maximum of six players at a time with a limited number of club staff uh, and basically that's how that's their next phase so on Monday teams are allowed to start re- resuming activities this is not mean training camp from what I saw from from NHL and I have the official NHL site pulled up uh, and it's a fucking press con- like press release, so it's hard to find the dates on it. It said, so that's phase two is early June. Phase three is um, not earlier than first half of July, and that's when training camps will begin. So probably aren't looking uh, towards – Probably looking around the same time as the NBA. Yeah, probably. They just haven't announced it yet. But for those of you who did not know, the NBA 
is coming back July 31st, and they are playing. They're bringing all 22 teams that are going to be competing. Only 22 for eight regular season games to finish out the, uh, I guess, the regular season. And then from then they're going to do the regular playoffs, right? Yeah. I mean, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, there's obviously no need to invite teams that were out of playoff contention. I like it. I like it. And I think people are looking past it. They're like, why are they inviting 13 teams from the West and only nine from the East? Well, because if you look at it, 13 teams in the West have a decently legitimate shot at making it, whereas only nine in the East do. Yeah. So yeah. there's no need. There's 22 teams total. They're going to play eight games, and I guarantee, I bet the standings probably won't change much, but this way they can finish out the season and do the playoffs without kind of having like a, oh, well, the 2020 season is, should be a wash yeah. because this happened. So I actually love how it's going to go down. I don't know the structure of the playoffs. So the playoffs, the playoffs, from what I read, are going to be the exact same as normal playoffs. Like, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. You know, eight eight teams from each conference, the seven game series. The one thing that I read kind of that kind of threw a wrench into it um, was that if there's like if the eighth and ninth, if the eighth and ninth seed in each conference, if the ninth seed is with like a certain amount of games of the eighth seed, within four games of the eighth seed, they're gonna play like a they're gonna play a plan where the nine seed would have to beat the eight seed two times in a row to get that eight to get to, to get in the playoffs. But the eight seed would just have to, would just, would just, have, just have to win one game. Yep, I see that. So that's kind of cool. Other than that, the NHL is the exact over. opposite. The NHL said, "Like fuck it, season's over." Yeah. Um, hang on one second before we talk about the NHL. I'm just trying to make sure you know everything. We're covering mostly everything on the NBA. Playing in one venue is going to make it. Very back-to-back-to-back. Well, so, back back. I don't know if you know much about Orlando and the venues they have there, but they have multiple venues. Um, yeah, they have like the Disney World. Yeah, the, the, Disney, the Disney Complex. Um, so I think we initially said Vegas, and I actually read we're actually pretty smart um, because Vegas was the, the next best spot for them to go play. But one of the reasons why they chose Orlando – was because of the amount of first of all there's no there's no tourists in Orlando right now Vegas just reopened this weekend there's no tourists in Orlando and they have a they have a multitude of hotels there on site 
Um, and obviously Disney and the NBA or ESPN and the NBA it is like very intertwined. Um, and ESPN's own or ESPN and Disney are the same thing pretty much. So that was a big reason for, for them to well, go there. Other than that, we kind of nailed, you know, their format yeah. kind of on the head because I wanted them to finish out the season and they kind of basically are. And the eight-game regular season format that they're going to finish out, each team is expected to play one back-to-back game. Really? So that's going to be different. Yeah. So they're, oh. every team is going to play one back-to-back game, which is going to be – Wait for that, for that gambling day. Brutal. And then the NBA also is expecting to be aggressive. They're going to move up the dates to start playoff series when the previous round series comes to an end. So they're not going to wait the seven, the full seven games and then start the next one. Like if somebody gets swept, they're probably going to start the next one within the next couple of days. As long as the other team they're playing is done too. I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. Um, and then this is also something that we call the finals format's going to be every other day. So they only get one day off. Good deal. And then I, I, I don't think that – and I, I know their plan is to start the 2020-2021 season on December 1st, which really isn't that big of a deal. I mean, they normally start in, late, in like, late October anyway, so you're missing, like, a month and, like, five weeks. Um, I don't know if – they didn't announce if it's going to be shortened or not. I don't know. But, huh. yeah, they're starting on December 1st. So apparently they are also going to kind of control their social distancing. Players and coaches are going to be allowed to golf and eat at outdoor restaurants, uh, but they're going to need to kind of stay in their hotels and do everything else the same. Huh. Interesting. So the, the, the odds right now, I'm looking it up to win the championship as of June 3rd uh, via odd shark. The Lakers are the favorite at plus 200 and the bucks are right behind them at plus 275. You said the Lakers are first? Lakers are first at plus 200, Bucks at plus 275, Clippers are plus 300, and then it's a fucking giant jump from the Clippers to the Celtics, who are plus 1,200. Yeah. I don't see anyone winning outside those three. But who knows? I mean, with all this going on, playing so many games with little rest, it's going to be different coming off a few months' span. Saying that, they also have like a coronavirus positive testing protocol where if a player tests positive for the virus, they will remove that player from the team and quarantine them uh, to receive treatment. And then they will test all the other team members. And if they test negative, they'll play on. Yeah. I mean, I think NBA and NHL, I mean, first of all, the NBA did it right. NHL kind of came with their plan first. Um, We'll spin this after talking about the NHL and talk about, how the MLB is still fucking up royally. They're um, not going to have a season. Yeah. We'll talk more about that in a second. But the NBA, I like it. I appreciate it. July 31st cannot come soon enough. Um, I don't want to wish my summer away. But a summer without Yeah, sp- man. I'll be 25 already. It's a fuck. Yeah. It's crazy. But summer without sports is a moot point. No offense. Dana White's doing his job. But um, NBA, doing a good job. It's like, so you don't see anyone outside the Lakers, Bucks, or Clippers winning this thing. Uh, no, not really, honestly. And they're all at, you know, plus odds. So, you know, maybe you can spread the wealth, hedge your bets, according to, to according to, to the two joint brothers. There you go. So let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the NHL because they just said, fuck it. The season's over. Not, I'm not, I'm glad they're coming back. 
I hate the way they're doing it. I'm not on board with how they're doing it. I hate the, the Blackhawks get to go to the playoffs. Sorry, our Hub Chicago listeners, but um, I mean, it's just it's stupid. 24 teams. Are there 30 or 32 in the NHL? 31. Yeah. Oh, because of Vegas. There will be 32 next year. 31 teams. 24 of them get to go. If that isn't the most, 2020 freaking everyone gets a participation trophy shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I mean, how many teams are going with losing records? That's what I want to know. Let's look it up. NHL standings. Let's look it up. Too right many. Now. It's just ridiculous. I I hate it. As soon as I read it, I'm like, 24 teams. Why? That just makes it harder to do the social distancing nonsense. And then you're just letting in teams that have really no chance. Well, I mean, the thing with the NHL is they're doing two different hub cities. Like the East and the West are going to be divided. So. There's going to be 12 teams in one city and 12 teams in another city. Um, the Canadians are 31 and 40. The Blackhawks are 32 and 38. Literally, in, this, in the Western Conference, every, te- every team but three are getting in. And then the Eastern, every team but four. In, yeah. the, in the division that the Blues are in, every single team is going. It's crazy. How stupid is that? That's so dumb. I mean, and then I also hate the fact that, so for those of you who know how it's going to happen, like basically the top four teams from each conference. So I think it's um, – It's going like, to be the Bruins, the Lightning, the Maple Leafs, the Panthers. So they will all play in like a round-robin format to determine who will be one through four. So I think they'll probably play each other once, right? Can you imagine? Three, three games? Maybe they'll play each other twice. I don't know, but they'll play each other and they'll determine after that, they'll do like a, they'll look at it and see who gets one through four. And in the West, it is. Saint well, Louis. Did you say in each conference or each division? It's conference, each conference. Oh, each conference. So it's going so to be the Boston, Bruins, Bay, Washington, Philadelphia, the, the Bruins, the lightning, the capitals and the flyers. Yep. It's going to be the blues, the avalanche, the Knights, and the oilers. Which, by the way, the Blues and the Avalanche are in the same fucking division. So, um, shows you how tough that is. But, basically, the top four teams will play each other in a round-robin format to determine, after that, at the end of it, who will be one through four seed. But then, the rest of the teams, five through 12, will all play each other in a best of five. So, like, if you're looking at the Western Conference, Dallas is five, Chicago's 12. They'll play them in a best of five. And... Winnipeg will play Arizona, Calgary will play Minnesota, and Nashville and Vancouver will play each other in a best of five. But Travis, my wife sent me something earlier today. After each round, the teams will be reseeded. So it's not like a bracket format. So Isn't that how the NBA used to be? That's how the NBA used to be, yes. Yes. So they will be reseeded. So that means, let's say, you know, out of the one through four teams – Let's say just theoretically, it, it, it's going to say how it is. The Blues are the one seed, and then if Chicago ends up beating Dallas, that means blue, the Blues will automatically will automatically get Chicago because that'll be the worst seed. And every round will continue like that until the Stanley Cup, which is interesting. I think that is different. So, in terms of looking at the season as a whole, NBA, I think you can justify like looking back on it in history. Okay, that's pretty justifiable. You don't need to, you know, consider any 
specific or details about it. But when you look at the NHL playoffs this year, looking back to the 1920 season, 19, 2020 season, it's, it almost deserves an asterisk next to it if that's how they're going to play it out. It just, it, to me, it just depends on who ends up in the Stanley Cup. Like, if we get a team who are like – we get two teams that are in the top five, top six of each conference in the Stanley Cup. But if we get like a fucking 12 seed that just rattles off on a run because the team's healthy now, then I think yes. But I, I don't think I don't think that'll happen. I think but you're just changing the whole format that you've never done before without any previous plans to do so. Like you're gonna spring it on the teams to do it. Yeah. That's like being in the fucking fourth quarter of an NFL game and being like, all right, there's ten minutes left, but the next team that scores wins. Yeah, it, it's I. I will say the the NBA got it right and the NHL got it wrong, but I'm just happy that they're both coming back. Let's just put it that way. Because I agree. I do think people were like, once they saw the NHL's format, they're like, oh, just fuck it, cancel the season. This is worthless. I'm like, no, like, we need to finish. It'll because, be cool. I mean, I know the Blues are the best team in the West. They're, dude, bro, but they're the, they're the fifth favorite to win it at plus 1,100 which are great odds. They're the best team in the Western Conference. And, I mean, I don't care. I just want to see them play. Like, I just mm-hmm. want to see the season end. We've watched 71 games. There's 11 left. Like, I just want to see the damn season end. It has to end. So, um, it's interesting. So, the, the Bruins and the Lightning are, the, are tied for the favorites, according to Odd Shark. At plus, oh, and the Avalanche. Three-way tie at plus 700. I don't know why they're so high on the Avalanche. The Flyers are plus 800, so are the Knights, and then it's the Blues at plus 1,100, and then the Caps at plus 12. Um, the Blues are the second-best team in the NHL heading to the playoffs behind the Bruins. So, theoretically, the- things plan out. Could get another repeat of a Bruins-Blues playoffs. I mean, if the Blues are plus 1,100 on any odds book I can get at, I might take those odds every day of the week. Are the Blues going to become the Patriots of the NFL, or of the NHL? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but no, NHL, NBA coming back. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on the MLB. But so I listened to a podcast today on Pat McAfee's show. They had Trevor Bauer on there. And Trevor Bauer said that he thinks that from everyone he's talked to, they want to play, and he thinks there will be games at some point this season. Yeah, well, what does Trevor Bauer know? Dude's a big crybaby. I don't think there's going to be any games. I mean, the the minor league teams have just about been all but laid off. Which is sad. It sucks to see. I mean, shit, they're already not getting paid anything as it is. The Cardinals, I think, laid off like 35-something players yesterday. Um, it's awful. I mean, because they're not going to be able to play. Because, I mean, I think all but AAA season is over with come – beginning of august yeah pretty much yeah and so the, the, their season's done the only thing you have is the mlb and i mean i guess if they have an extended roster whoop de fucking do you get an extra 10 people on the team uh you're, you're gonna play what 60 games get paid a 30 year salary i just don't think the players are gonna be up for that they're not gonna like it by the time the playoffs roll around it's gonna be november no one wants to watch the world series in december Football's going on. I mean, I'm optimistic. I'm holding out that it might happen, but I really like this is going to sound bad because baseball is my first love, but I don't really care because we're going to get playoff hockey, playoff basketball, 
leading into football season. So, bro, imagine I, – I even tweeted it out. <laughs> I said, imagine all of the NHL, NBA, playoff, NFL, college football parlays and, like, those September games. Like, it's going to be fucking sick. It's going to be wild, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, the MLB – not looking promising, and I already talked. I was talking to a good friend of the podcast, if you all know, Ethan Short, last night, and I said this definitely does not help the dying sport that is Major League Baseball. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What do you say? And he was like, no, I totally agree. I think it's the same thing. Like, we all know MLB is dying. Baseball is dying. Going a whole season without it and all these other sports coming back is just going to show how much the MLB really isn't needed anymore. I mean, don't get me wrong. Love going to baseball games in the middle of the summer. Love sitting out under the fresh air, drinking beer, watching baseball, talking to shit. But at the end of the day, like, it's a dying sport and it's getting boring to watch. Yeah, and if you're not hate gonna, to say it, I mean, and now would be the time to come back too. So it, it, we'll see. Trevor Bauer on that podcast, listen to, seemed to believe that there is going to be a deal struck within the next two to three weeks. Um, his, his big argument was that there hasn't been a big labor unrest between the MLBPA and the owners since 1994 when they had the strike and there was no World Series that year. Um, he's like, yeah, that was like, you know, whatever, 16, you know, year or, you know, almost 20, 26 years ago now. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't, he goes, we just had a great long running history of having no labor unrest. I'm like, yeah, but that was 20, 26 years ago. Like shit changes a lot. We obviously, I mean, look at what's going on. 2020s, you know, going to hell in a handbasket. What is to add to it that there's going to be no MLB season? It's yeah. like, oh, I'll just throw that one in there too. No shit. So, so we'll see. But anyway, NHL and NBA coming back. Once we get the confirmed dates for both, we'll probably do a combined playoff episode or try to maybe release a double episode because Travis and I had kind of laid out our content calendar for this summer, and it's honestly pretty full. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to have to go any more back-to-back weeks with no episodes, so it's going to be good. Yeah, because we for sure know the NFL is happening. Yeah, so it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I put out a poll earlier this week on Twitter and Instagram asking you guys what you wanted to hear. You guys responded in NHL playoffs. Some of you responded first NFL division episode. That's not happening. But we're covering what's going on in the world. We just covered the NBA and NHL playoffs. And we're going to include a little bit of UFC talk because there's a fight. 
technically, yep. when you hear this, there's a fight tomorrow. Yeah, when you guys hear the fight tomorrow. We're yeah. only going to talk about one, though, right? One or – yeah, two. Well, our, our boy. Um, our boy. Yeah. But uh, – There's yeah. – so UFC 250 is tomorrow. They're back in Vegas. They're at Daniel. So Lyon. this is – time out. This is a pay-per-view card? Yep. Gross. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't want What is Dana White thinking? Well – I said I, I said that, and the more I look at it, I actually like the main card, and I'll probably pay for it. I mean, you got Sean O'Malley, you got Neil Magny, Algernon uh, Sterling, and Cody Garbrandt. But still, this could be this would be a hell of a free fight. Oh my! This this would hook people in. Then, but for people who to pay for it, unless you're an avid UFC fan, you're not going to pay for this fight. I agree. But, but the we'll, main, we will the we main, will put out picks. We'll put out picks. We will put out picks tomorrow or Saturday morning, tomorrow afternoon, sometime. The main event is a women's uh, featherweight featherweight fight. Featherweight, yep. Amanda, uh, Amanda Nunez, who is nineteen and four, the champ current champion versus double, Felicia, double champ, double champ versus Felicia Spencer, uh, who's eight and one. She's 29 years old. Amanda Nunez is 32. Um, Amanda Nunez, huge, huge favorite. I think what she's like it? minus 550 or something. As she should be. I mean. But you, like that, you just be stupid to ever put money on something like that. Like I don't think – I think that Felicia Spencer could win this fight. She can, but – I don't know, man. This is so different fight styles. Like, I mean, I thought, I thought that uh, Chris Cyborg was going to beat the shit out of Nunez, and look what happened there. Yeah, (laughs) and she got her ass kicked. Felicia Spencer is a bigger girl who could take Nunez to the ground and just do some heavy ground and pound on her. That's what I was gonna say. If 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 this fight goes to the ground, I mean, look at it. Spencer's wins fifty fifty seven percent of them come by submission. So. I mean, if it goes to the ground, Nunez in trouble because she's a knockout artist. She's knockout, and that's what she does. And guess what? Spencer's never been knocked out. Her only loss comes from a decision, which was against Chris Cyborg. Fuck. So what's the over? You took Chris Cyborg to a decision. What's 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 the over under in this fight then? Ah, uh, shit. I have no idea. I can look it up for you real quick. But it's gonna be a five round fight because it's for the title. But I'm leaning towards the over now, instead of uh. Are you? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think whoever wins, I think this is gonna be an all out brawl. I know I always love taking the over in women's fights because they're usually kind of a grind out. Pace. Except for Nunez. Except for Nunez, and I can't even find the odds on this fight right now because I think they're probably honestly changing so much. Fuck. But I think Felicia Spencer, with how big of an underdog she is, is so worth the bet. Because I, it's possible. I, I hate to root against Amanda Nunez, though. She is plus 425. Nunez is minus 650. All right. What is a – so we got that. I mean, I, I think Nunez will win, but if you want a value bet, can't hurt because cha- like someone's, someone's got to take her down eventually. I mean, the, thing, the over under the over under is one and a half. I'm taking the over every day of the week, and the over is minus one seventy. I'm taking the over every day of the week. There, one and a half. That's so fast. I mean, 
I don't know though. At the same time, Nunez has Nunez has eight first round finishes. Eight. Yeah, I know, and that's what I'm saying. Look, look at her last fight against Cyborg. She, or not her last fight against Cyborg. Look at her last fight though. We went to full five against some scrub. Jermaine Durand me, yeah. yeah. I mean, Holm, though, knocked her out in the first. Chris Cyborg knocked her out in the first. I mean, you look at all these big main women fights, the Rousey Holm knockout in the first. But I'm like, telling you, like, that, like this, this Felicia Spencer girl's smart. She's watched the tape and knows that you cannot go after Nunes as hard. Look, what, what did Holm do? Holm was striking with her in the first. And me and you were like, holy fuck, is something going to happen? And then, boom, Nunes caught her. Cyborg, one at her. Obviously, Rousey, one at her. You cannot go after a man Nunes in the first. You have to sit back and play a patient game. I'm going to take – Jared's going to probably end up taking the over. I'll probably put money on the over, too. But just from an odd standpoint, man, plus 425, I mean, shit. Can't hurt. That's pocket change on that, and you win $100. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's, it's insane. So – Look up the uh, so that that's that the co-main. Uh, co-main is our man, our boy. You probably have not heard of in at least a couple of years. In it's it's to no fault of his own because two of his three losses have been to TJ Dillashaw when he was on fucking that uh, PD that made him not lose any stamina. So it's Cody No Love Garbrandt, the former bantamweight champion, who's a hell of a fighter. Where do I where do I get this PD at? I don't know. I don't know. Need it for our flag football games. Yeah, hit up fucking TJ Dillashaw. But basically, Cody Garbrandt's eleven and three. Before he fought TJ Dillashaw, he was undefeated. Lost. I mean, he's Dillashaw. lost his last three fights. He hasn't won a fight <laughs> since December of 2016. Yep. Been a been a rough go of it for for uh, Cody Garbrandt. But, but he beat Dominic Cruz for that belt, which is not no knock. He did. And Rafael Sunshow, um, I think I did a decent job of saying that, has also lost his last two fights. Okay. By submission and decision um, against Marlon Moraes and Corey Sandhagen. So not against anyone crazy. Rafael has also lost to TJ Dillashaw in the past. So is Garbrandt the, is Garbrandt the dog? Garbrandt is the favorite. He's minus 150. I, I don't I know if I like it. Probably won't wager a lot. I'll bet on him just because I can't bet against him. Never will be able to. Yeah. <laughs> I would love – don't get me wrong. Everything in my heart, I'll say it now. If I was not a Garbrandt fan, I would not bet against – I would not bet on him. Yeah. Just but, because he has a jaw of glass now. Now, if you go back and look at it, the Dillashaw fights, like Dillashaw – like. When he got knocked out, it was, in the, it was in like after the first round. So, and, but Dillashaw was fighting like he was still within the first 25 seconds. And his last fight, there's no excuse for it. I can't remember who he fought. But I think Garbrandt comes back. He knows the Bantamweight title is vacant now, um, now that Henry Cejudo retired. So, who knows? And then you also but, have another guy before this, Aljamain Sterling, who's also in the Bantamweight division. And a fucking great ass fighter too. So I I do want to cover this fight of Cody Garbrandt and Rafael Sunshine because I think that it's going to be something off the wall. Like whatever side you bet, it's no, it's going to be weird because 
Rafael has, in his 34 fights, only four knockouts. He's not a knockout artist. He has 10 submissions. So he is a ground guy. Garbrandt is a knockout guy. It's going to be a fight that... But Garbrandt's a college wrestler. It's going to get fuck you. Yeah. Garbrandt's a college wrestler. So if he does go to the ground, he can't do it. But he has zero submissions in his life. Yeah, because he's such a fucking great knockout artist. So that'll be a good fight. It'll actually be pretty good. Uh, Wasn't looking forward to watching it. The more I look at this card, the main card I think is phenomenal. Yeah, wasn't planning on watching it. Now I probably will. We'll put out lines, though, just so Jarrett can get uh, smacked for yet another week in a row. I don't think so. Jarrett is now down 33 units on the year, which, hey, man, we can't win them all. No, I was I was climbing back there with those golf bets, and then, um, oh, fucking Tyron, I'm going to be a statue. Woodley killed me. Yeah, those those 10 units – Really, really hurt. Twelve. I am I am up on the year, so I'm kind of covering Jared's ass a little bit, but I think that's about all we got for you guys. I think so too. So um hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We kind of touched on a lot of different topics. Um yeah, so Travis is gonna be on a well deserved vacation next week, so your boy will be handling all the social media aspects. Travis is actually not taking a week-long vacation since 2017. I got to think about the other day. Yeah, so well needed. We are going to take another two-week hiatus, and then we're back for the rest of the summer. Rest of the summer, there's one week we'll take off, but we got the whole content calendar, NFL NFL um, previews coming up, and then we'll come up with playoff episodes, fantasy football shit. It's all coming your way. Appreciate you guys for listening, um, and – do some good in the world. Don't be an asshole. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, quit being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Went to the park and laughed, parked it, zipped up my parka, joined the procession of marchers. In my head, like, is this awkward? Should I even be here marching? Thinking that they can't, how can I breathe? Thinking that they chant, what do I sing? I wanna take a stance, cause we are not free. And then I thought about it, we are not we. Am I on the outside looking in? Or am I on the inside looking out? Is it my place to get my two cents? Or should I stand on the side and shut my mouth? No justice, no peace. Okay, I'm saying that. They're chatting out Black Lives Matter. But I don't say it back. Is it okay for me to say? I don't know, so I watch and stand in front of a line of police that look the same as me. Only separated by a badge, a baton, a can, a mace, a mask, a shield, a gun with gloves on hands that gives an alibi in case somebody dies behind a bullet that flies. That other nine takes another child's life on sight. <laughs> I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.